Hodges puts up the three. Long go. Rebound box. Now head over in this direction. Gone to three. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Cam's Corner. Today, joining me in ABA, big man Isaac Medeiros from Johnson, Rhode Island, playing for the Providence Pirates here in Rhode Island. What's going on, Isaac? How you been? Good, man. I'm good. Good to see you. How's the foot? Uh, it's all right. I mean, right now I'm walking on it without crutches, but um, probably like another week until like physical therapy and I'm starting, you know, going back to work and everything. Have you been hooping at the rec? Not really. I'm actually going tonight after this. I'm going to go get some shots up with my assistant coach. It's been crazy with our season and everything, so I'm glad to be able to join the podcast. Yeah, I'm sure it's busy, you know, during the season to do. Like you said, you work a full-time job as well. Um, you're born and raised in Johnson, right? Yep. yep. Born and raised. Just like myself, right? So, Fred, I'm curious to know, um, how does it feel to play uh, semi-professional basketball in your home state for your hometown? I mean – just like because of COVID and everything, like there's been no better opportunity. Um, before COVID, I had an opportunity to go play in Europe and I had signed and I was getting ready to go. And like three or four days before I was going to go, they said that I couldn't go because I had to get a visa and they wouldn't allow me to get a visa. So this opportunity presented itself and it's really just been a blessing to be able to just like continue to play for one at a high level and then just represent our state at a high level. So, yeah, especially still playing here. Yeah. Right. So when did, um, when did you become like become a part of the pirates and, um, how did that opportunity come to you? Uh, last, so last year they had, they actually had like an ad in like the paper and I saw like postings and things like that. And the social media, somebody on the social media team last year had hit me up and asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. And I was like, ah, I don't know. And I talked to the owner and I told him that I had this opportunity and to go to play in Europe, but I wanted to come to the tryout and see how it was. So I went to the tryout. I played well and he wanted me to play on the team, but I told him about my opportunity and whatnot. And then once it fell through, he just welcomed me right in and the rest was history. Yeah, I know having another job, like we just said, you know, throughout the week, it's tough to tackle both. Um, but before we fully get into the Pirates experience and all that, um, what was it like growing up in Johnson, Rhode Island and playing basketball at the high school? Because, I, you know, I was at the high school as well. I know it must have been completely different, uh, you know, with different coaches, different players. Um, so what's your take on that? Um, I mean, my high school, my basketball journey is a little probably different than, than everybody. Um, mm. I mean, I was a normal size, like like a normal kid and I was brought up to be a guard and then as I got older my freshman year to my senior year I grew four to six inches every year so I started off at like five four five five and I finished my senior year at six six with guards so I mean I was I was tough I would get a rebound I would go coast to coast and there, there wasn't really much that people could do with me but um I mean, I was, I love being able to be in Johnston. I met a lot of great people throughout the years. Um, I mean, things, I, I had different opportunities. I was offered to go play at different schools and things like that. But I mean, 
I can't go back on it now. I'm, I'm happy where I was. I was one of the few Johnston natives to be nominated for the uh, McDonald's All-American game. My wow. senior year. So it was like me, uh, Brian Yarsi from West, this kid Kyle from Smithfield, and Michael Carter-Williams. And we all know who Michael Carter-Williams is. Right. And I, he got it. But just to kind of be in like that same category is pretty awesome. You That's know, dope. So, I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. They like came, they like interviewed me and all that, and uh, they presented me like with a plaque, like in and the halftime of our game. It was crazy. Yeah, how did that work? So they picked like um, was Michael Carter Williams like from New England, or yeah, he played in uh, bound St Andrews. So he played. Oh, he did. Andrews. Yeah, so he was. Oh at my God, Saint, I didn't... Yeah, he was in the same draft class, the same high school class as me. Right. So it was all of us, and um, they picked. They, they usually take people from the East Coast and then they take people from the West Coast and then they yep. come together and they play against each other. So they just happened to nominate me and those three, Mike, and then those two other guys because I guess somebody came to our games and liked who we were and liked how we played and thought we would have an opportunity to maybe play at that level or something. So, yeah, it was crazy. I remember getting the call. I was at practice and my coach DeMeo, I don't know if you played yeah, DeMeo, yeah. Yep. But Coach DeMeo, he uh, he called me out of practice and he was like, this is from the McDonald's and they want to interview you and they want to nominate you for the game. And I was like, no way. I was like, people, <laughs> like anybody who goes to this game, like they're playing D1, they're going to the league. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, you know, it's it's a crazy opportunity. Uh, yeah. No way they're going to not. He's like, yeah, they're here to nominate you. It's right here. So I was like, wow. You know. What, um, what division was Johnston when you We played? were three. We were three. I was only D three nominee, so it was me. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, I think West was D one. I think Smithfield was D one, and then um, St Andrews was prep. Obviously, right. yeah. We were the D three kid, but yeah, it was That's cool. Kind of, that is cool. Yeah. I mean, um, what was like the media experience with that? Like, you know, I know you said you got interviewed and stuff. Was there more outside of that, or was it just you know? Like- no. I mean, there might have, I think there might have been like a, a write up or something, but if this was today, then it would have been everywhere. Right. You yeah. Know? With social was, media and yeah. Facebook had just started. Like there mm. was no Instagram, there was no like social media like that. So it was just more so like in the paper. Right. And like around Johnson and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a thing on YouTube, I think, of me being like nominated for the game. I don't know. It was pretty cool. But no, that is cool. So like yeah. stemming off of that, where did your passion for basketball start, and who was your, like your biggest role model when you started to take your game to like the next level? Uh, my dad. I mean, yeah. I lived with dad pretty much my whole life, and we would I'd come from home from school and we would just play, we would just play, 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 play all day, and like I dribble up and down my street for hours, just not looking at the ground, and like just going yeah. back and forth, back and forth, working on my game, and then. I just translated. I started to play with like the older kids. And once I started like competing with the older kids, when you play with kids your own age, it was like a walk in the park. So Mm -hmm. I started like killing there. And then I just started moving up, moving up. And I started growing. And then it just kind of all came to fruition. So, right. So you you grew up in Johnson, like you said, you born and raised. You went to Ferry and you were only, you're only five, five your freshman year, you said. Sure. I wasn't, I mean, maybe I might've been a little bit tall. I was probably like five, six, five, seven. Under six feet still, right? Kid. I was yeah. just a short kid. And then I just could never, like, I was always active and I could never lose weight. And then my dad just said, oh, it's just baby fat. It's just baby fat. You're going to grow out of it. 
And then I just shot up and yeah. Is your dad tall too, or you're just the kind of no, just... she's like six two. Okay, yeah. Uh, six two, and I mean he 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 played ball, he played ball at Durfee for a little bit mm-hmm. and he was like a boxer. So like we were always like in the gym and then um just yeah, he just taught me how to work hard and that just took off from there. Yeah, so getting ready for college after your senior year and everything. Um mm-hmm. I know throughout your playing career you said you know, since you were such a, like, you know, you were like an average height player, um, you mm-hmm. grew up to be a guard and then you, you know, um, developed your game to be a big man. What was one part of your game that um, you wanted to improve on to make these college scouts really notice you and see the player who you truly can be, you know, standing at six, seven in your senior year? I would say, I mean, one thing that's really haunted me probably my whole career is my shooting. And like, I've always kind of, I've, I've never, I, in my pretty much a lot of my career I've, ne- I've never really been like encouraged to shoot which kind yeah. of like halted my development with shooting but otherwise like just handling the ball like the way I handle the ball the way I see the floor like that's where I got a lot of my offers from especially my like my junior year that's where I started to take off and started to get all my offers and things like that so that's probably when I would I mean you see a kid in Johnston at six six getting the board on one hand, pushing the floor and making a play. I mean, you don't really see that that often. Yeah. So a lot of people, a lot of people like that. Yeah. It's cool. Especially, you know, me and all our guys, you know, them playing at the rec, we get that experience playing with you. So it's pretty cool. And watching the highlights too. I didn't really, you know, I didn't know a lot about your college days and your playing days and watching the back. It was pretty cool. But um, so what kind of offers are you getting uh, during your senior year and like maybe your junior years as well? So my junior year, I got a lot of Division three schools. I had, like, all the Massachusetts ones. I didn't get a lot of Rhode Island ones. I had, like, I had Johnson Wales. I had Rhode Island College a little bit. And then I had, like, my my junior year, I went and saw Wheaton. And my high school, DeMeo, my high school coach went up with me. And we went, we took a tour. And I was a junior going in, like, end of my junior year. They wanted me to come up. And Wheaton's no like cheap school it's like forty eight thousand dollars a year to go there and they offered me 46 as a junior and i was like no nah, yeah. yeah you know and it's funny how it all worked out because at the end of my senior year i wanted i was gonna go if i was gonna go to division three i was gonna go to brandeis that's where i was gonna go they were gonna redshirt me my freshman year and they were gonna keep me as a guard mm-hmm. and throw me as a guard but i failed one quarter in third and my junior year and my grades weren't good enough to get in because of that mm. one I failed, but whatever, it wasn't meant to be. Right. But my, at the end of my senior year, I ended up having nowhere to go because I was going to go prep and it was between me and this other kid. You could do like a post-grad year and we were going to go to Winchenden. And I mean, I'm from Johnson and I'm like from the hood part of Johnson. So like, I didn't know anything. And I pull up to this school and it had like a nine course golf course on campus. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't belong here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I went and they didn't pick me. They picked this other kid. He ended up going to Penn state on like a full ride. So good for him. So after that, like I didn't have anything. I had nowhere to go. Like I could have went D3. I didn't really want to go D3 and CCRI had reached out to me. And I was kind of going back and forth. I was like, ah, I don't know. And I played in the CCRI Summer League. And we played the CCRI team. And I killed them in, mm-hmm. the, uh, in the Summer League. Like, that next day, I went on a visit with my coach, with my dad. And um, 
I signed, and that's how I ended up playing college. Yeah, so, so you started at CCRI. Um, mm-hmm. Mainly because you just – what was, like, how, what was your uh, reasoning for picking CCRI? Was that, like, your kind of, like, your last resort? Or Yeah, kind of. Well, I had kind of invested a lot in going – Right, yep. Invested in that, and then it was just between me and this other person, and they chose the other person. Right. Uh, I mean, there was D3s available, and I just didn't – I didn't really want to do that. I mean, there was still a lot of – I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but oh, I always yeah. felt I wanted to get – a full scholarship like that's something me and my dad always worked for we worked for a scholarship that's what we did and when ccri came along it was almost like my my last option but it was great like i learned so much i developed so much as a player so it was great and then i ended up going to roberts wesley and that's where i got my scholarship and then the rest was history yeah it's tough too like junior year um especially if it's not a full scholarship and you know you don't really want to make a commitment yet because say your senior year, you do even better and like better schools are offering you. It's tough. Like it's, it's yeah. definitely a tough decision for an 18 year old kid to make like so early on. When they're throwing money. At, like, exactly. A lot of money, you know? So mm. first I was like, dad, I don't know. It's a lot. Like, that's a, how do I pass something up like that? He said, oh, you, I mean, that's up to you at the end of the day, but we're trying to get a scholarship. I mean, if you're trying to pay, then you're trying to pay, but I'm not paying for it. So I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I gotta yeah. do it. Like, I mean, yeah, so. Right. But then that opportunity came with you uh, with the Red Hawks at um, uh, Robert Wesleyan, Division II, first team All American, leading the Red Hawks and scoring that year, too. So, like, how was your college career and what did you take away the most from it? Um, I mean, being I was eight hours away from home, I didn't have anybody out there. So, I just kind of like stayed in the gym and I definitely learned a lot. I learned more a lot about myself, I learned a lot about like how to how to really work when you have no friends and like different things and around you, you know, and um, it was an adjustment. It was an adjustment for sure. And it's funny that I ended up there. They looked at me once and I didn't play well. And they were like, Oh, forget this kid. And we played a junior college in New York where like 10 minutes away from the school. And I went crazy. I had like 18 and 18 and that they fooled me out like the next day and that's how, or that they called me like the next day and then I ended up setting up a thing. But, um, I mean, it was that division two. It was a really good conference. I played against a lot of good people. I played against two people that played in the G league. Um, a lot of people that played overseas. Um, it was a very, very competitive conference. And I mean, our team was solid. We were like subpar. We were like my fresh, my junior year, we were not fully NCAA yet. We were like, and it's called NJCAA. So you play like NCAA teams, but you can't play in the tournament. Right. Essentially, you yeah, can yeah. play in it. So we would play in like the Christian tournament. I did well in that. And then my senior year, we were just like a few games off from qualifying for our for our um, our league tournament. So, but yeah, it was a good it was a good experience. I definitely learned a lot. Yeah. Right. So, what was like the most like memorable moment? that you would like, you know, not like taking away like personally, but what was like the like most memorable thing you can think of like off the top of your head? Um, most memorable thing I can think of probably. So we ended up losing this game, but it was one of my, it was like my first home game and it was against our rival Damon. And they had this dude, this big dude, he played in the G league and he plays like, he plays overseas now and he makes like good money. He was a good dude, but he was just a freak athlete. Like just jumped out of the gym 
And I was killing him my first half. I had like 18 in the first half and I was just killing him. And then uh, they started doubling me and they took me out of the game in the second half and they ended up winning. But that was like my first like taste of division two, like college basketball. And so I know that I did well at that level in my first home game and was still able to play well. I think that was like a good confidence thing for me to continue throughout my career, you know? Yeah, like, and they def- <laughs> definitely like the playing level too from going from CCRI now, you know, with Roberts, like it must have ch- like for you been like a huge tran- um, transitioning period. Yeah. Um, but so after college, after your senior year, how long was it until um, you chose to play with the Pirates? Um, it was a few years. It was a few years. My after I graduated high school, I went to a couple of those showcases. You know, the, you get these things in the mail, of like, or they reach out to your school and tell you to go to these showcases and see what they're about. And it's definitely a test. Like you have to like kind of. It's not like anything you're used to. It's a lot of one-on-one basketball. It's a lot of like. If you're not getting the ball and doing your thing, you're probably not getting it. If you're not shooting it as soon as you get it, you're probably not getting it back. So it was an adjustment, but um, I ended up getting an offer from an agent to go play somewhere in, um, where was it? It was in Malta. It wasn't really good money. It was decent, but I didn't think of it as I thought a kid who was an All-American in college that I should have been getting paid decent money. And it wasn't a lot, but I didn't see it as like a stepping stone kind of thing. Like you have to work your way up. So I ended up declining that option. And then I just kind of like lived life and took some time off. And it was probably, I don't know, it was probably like four years out of high out of college. That's when I started getting back into it. And then the pirates fell into my lap. And then yeah. Yeah. And were NBA scouts and like kind of uh like ABA scouts like at those games for college or no? Um I don't think so. No, it was more, I mean, maybe, maybe they might've been, I wasn't necessarily sure. It doesn't really work like that. And yeah. kind of like, if you're like a high level division one, they don't like NBA scouts will come look at you, but not really like D2 unless you're putting up like crazy numbers. You know what I mean? Right. But more so like if you have a good season and you have someone that represents you, mm-hmm. then that's where you can get your thing. Like my school was a good school that gave me a lot of money but I didn't really have a lot of guidance to get to like that next level, you know, like right. I didn't money that was advocating for me. Yeah. So nobody was helping me with money. Like I, I had somebody make me with a highlight tape, which was great. Mm. But yeah. Other than that, I was really doing it on my own and I didn't know how to navigate the whole thing. Mm. So as far as the pirates go, were there any other teams that might've been interested in you or that you were like looking at yourself? Um, I mean, maybe not my first year, but my, this past year, I've, I had, uh, one of the head coaches from another ABA team mm. at like social media. They never like talked to me directly, but I'm sure if, if, it, if I had to, I could have reached out to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the ABA is a good league. It's definitely a different adjustment. Like they have different rules. Um, if you steal the ball within the backcourt and you score, it's like three points instead of two. Um, yeah there's like different rules it's very like it's kind of confusing but it's a good it's a good it's a good opportunity to get some film so yeah right so like what else what else is it like like I know it's different from the NBA like we just said um Mm -hmm. yeah but how many teams are in like your league and uh how is it similar to the NBA in a sense and uh like Mm -hmm. where do you travel like what kind of different cities do you travel to if you do so 
this is our first like official full season. So yep, we go because COVID, yeah, because yep. of COVID. So we yeah. do a lot. This year it's more East Coast, mm-hmm. so we just travel around. Play like we just had two games, one game at home against the Worcester Majors, and then we just played them at home. We won both those games, but the ABA is like nationwide, and they're all right. over. Right now we're ranked ninth out of the entire league with like our record right now. So yep. and there's teams in Vegas, there's teams in like Salt Lake City, like California. Wow. They're all over. So. How it goes is you win your region, psychology, you win your region, and then once you win your region, then you go into this big, like, playoff tournament style kind of thing, and we just play against each other from all different regions and all over, and then if you win the whole thing, you get the championship at the end, but at least that's as far as I understand. This is my first year, like, in a full season, so just trying to navigate it, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's very similar. It's very similar to college, like, but you have it's weird where you could get a call and you go, you know, like if you're in, we have two guys that play on the Cape Verdean national team and they're going to leave the end of this month and they're going to go to play for the Cape Verdean national team. So like you get a, I mean, you and the pirates are are advocating for us and trying to get us contracts and stuff. So, I mean, if I have a good game and somebody happens to watch my game and they hit up our owner, I could get a call and I have to be on the next flight out. So that's probably the biggest adjustment where like you can go and just get paid right away. So like every game is very important. Yeah. And I know you guys play a lot at the rec in Johnston. Um, yeah. What other venues do you play at? Like as far, like, you know, I know you said you guys are in different like uh, regional conferences. So like how far have you traveled like this season to play? So so far we've only gone to Worcester. We've only had yep. two games or two and oh so far. Um, we're going to go to Jersey this year. We'll go to Vermont. I think there's a team in Maine. We travel mm-hmm. all around Mass, Connecticut, like things like that. Yeah. New so York the team, Park. your region is like located like close like to Johnston. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Eastern side. We practice at the Lincoln Y and we play our games at the West Warwick Civic Center. Okay. Yeah. So like, um, so when you play at the rec, is that like, uh, is that, those are regular season games and like those all count for everything? Yeah. That was, yeah. This year we play all of our home games are at the West Warwick Civic Center. Like, we have right. our venue now. But last year when we had our games, like, they were, like, official game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, maybe, yeah, it, it looks fun. I mean, I want to definitely try to come to some games. Um, yeah. I saw your schedule online. But, um, like you said, um, one of the players is going to play for the Cape Verdean national team. So, the, mm-hmm. the ABA is, like, in a sense, kind of like the NBA where you can get signed, like, on the spot, like, midseason to, like, different teams. Or, like, could you get traded to a different team in – like the ABA and stuff, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. We just played the Worcester team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they called my, my, the owner and said, Hey, I want Isaac on our team and so and so and so. I mean, they could work out a deal and then I could be out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think they could ask me my permission, but I mean, at the end of the day, like if they're going to make money off of it and if it's, then they're, they're going to just send me, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, with the overseas thing, it's crazy. Like you could just get a call and it's like, all right, I gotta go. See you later. That's yeah, that's that's, that's pretty crazy. But yeah. um, so like for this season, you know, since that's what you're focusing on right now, what are you expecting most from your team, and uh, what do you hope to accomplish? I mean, we're t- we're good. We have like a yeah. lot. We have four solid pros. Like I said, two dudes are on the Cape Verdean national team. We have a seven footer with uh like overseas experience we have a good guard with overseas experience and i mean 
all we, we can just learn from those guys and just see like how they carry themselves in practice every day and just kind of like take it from there. But I mean, we're tough. I mean, if we stay healthy and we're able to keep our whole core group together, I mean, there's no reason why we can't win our region and then just kind of move on from there. But I mean, that's, if, as long as we're winning, if we're all winning and we're all playing well, I mean, then we're all going to get picked up. But I mean, if you score 30 points a game and your team stinks, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So. No doubt. Yeah. Keep, keep grinding. I, like I said, I want to definitely come to some games. Um, I saw your schedule online, but you know, so as far as, uh, you know, this season, um, I know you said this was like, kind of like your first full year because like last year with COVID and everything was kind of, you know, a mess, mm -hmm. but coming down to this level, what was your, what is the biggest thing you've taken away now playing semi-professional basketball? Um, I mean, Probably the the rules are different. I mean, yeah. definitely the the ABA rules are a little bit different. Um, the line is the three point line is a little bit deeper, mm -hmm. um, which could be an adjustment. And then probably, I mean, just being back and like playing in an organized high level. I mean, you can play in men's leagues and things like that, but like when you're practicing every day and not every day, but when you're practicing and you're going through things and then you just, the speed of the game is, is faster. Like the intensity is faster. Like everything's it's, it's, it's similar to college in a sense, but it's like a step faster and you mm -hmm. have better players. So, yeah. So, I mean, Great, great stuff from you, Isaac. That's kind of all I got, you know, lined up for tonight. My, I guess my last question would be, uh, what do you think of the show and what do you think I could improve on for, you know, future people that are, you know, wanting to join me and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I I mean, obviously you're my boy, so I think <laughs> I, you do a good thing. You're, you're, you've are you been doing good. You've had some great people on here so far. I mean, I'm going to spread the, spread the word on social media for you. I mean, I think you asked some great questions. So, I mean, I can't really give you any good, feed, any bad feedback because, I mean, you're, you're doing great. So just keep doing what you're doing and just trying to find more people and more opportunities to venture out. You're going to be fine. So. Right. Yeah. That's where it kind of, it gets a little hard sometimes because when you reach out to the people directly, like um, say someone like David Duke, for example, like he's yeah. got like 30,000 followers on Instagram and his right. trainer, Calvin, I used to work out with him at Camp Arrow um, at Juanita Sanchez and yeah. I reached out to him. He answered me, but now it's all of a sense of like when David's going to be available and when, you know, right. he, all these guys he, are going to be available. Oh, it's that's probably so hard for him. But I know. I, all you can do is just keep just keep trying, just keep trying. I mean, even now, like with like for me with my overseas thing, like as when I get a tape, I don't have anybody advocating for me, so I'm reaching out to people. I'm I'm sending them what I what I have and just reaching out. So I mean, as long as you continue to just reach out, then, I mean, I'm sure you'll you'll walk into something. You've had so many good people so far, so. Yeah, I'm going to keep, you know, continue to do my thing. Um, even with my school, too, I, I just started broadcasting, like, uh, boys and girls basketball games. So that's oh, been yeah? pretty cool. Yeah, I, my, my first game was last week. I'm doing one tomorrow, and then Wednesday the girls open. So getting a little Good. experience with that, yeah. So it's, it's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, as long as you just keep growing. I mean, you're so young, and this is your first thing. So just keep growing, learn as much as you can, and just keep moving forward. That's all you can do. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on again, and I, hopefully I'll see you soon on the court. Yes, sir. All right, man. Take it easy. Have a good night, man. You too. And that wraps up today's episode, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed my episode with Isaac Medeiros. He's a good friend of mine. A tremendous hooper. I'm very excited to see where his career with the Pirates will take him. 
then I'm definitely going to keep in touch with him and see him play as many times as I can. Be sure to like this video, guys. Subscribe to my YouTube and follow all my social media outlets. All that information is in my bio. Stay tuned for future episodes, guys, and I will see you in the next video.